And you're welcome to Racing Only Better as we look ahead to the weekend action. Easter weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're going to focus on Friday and Saturday, though, mainly for your racing guide pleasure and hopefully steer you in the direction of a couple of winners in the company of the gruesome twosome, Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev? Hugh, the racing's important over Easter, but of course we all know the most important thing about Easter is what kind of Easter egg are you getting? Um, I like just the plain chocolate, Kev. Dark chocolate if possible. Plain chocolate. Uh, plain chocolate. Probably Maltesers or something like that. You wouldn't like one of those kind of fancy old Lily O'Brien's Easter eggs? No, no, no. Like that. That'd, be too, that'd be waste on me. I'm not a big chocolate person. In fact, you know, just forget the egg. A bottle of nice red wine would do me just fine. What about you, Tony, Tony Calvin? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on the red wine. As long, as, as long as the Easter egg's got a bottle of wine in it, I'm over there. I, yeah, yeah. I used to like jelly tots when I was... Oh. Right, yeah. Got the combination of the chocolate on the outside and the sweetness on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Then you, hit, then you hit seven years of age, you probably outgrew it, right? Or is this recent? <laughs> <laughs> right, Easter weekend, the Lord is risen. Let's all celebrate by tipping some winners on the race bloody track. We're going to start with Friday, Good Friday at that as well. Because look, um, Joseph O'Brien is a couple in Newcastle, Kev, that we want to touch on. Um, the two o'clock at Newcastle um, there. So my Oberon is your two to one favourite here at the time of recording, which is Thursday evening. Um, Latahati at uh, six to one for Roger Varian you've got Amil Carr at 8-1 to one. bless him 8-1 to one. Joseph's horse is San Andreas at 8 um, who won his last race as well just looking at the form back in Dundalk uh, in March uh, so Kev I guess you know your thoughts on San Andreas and his uh, chances of a win um, yeah look he's got a bit defined with the top of the market Hugh but look he's a kind of a he's a good solid 105 horse he loves the all-weather like he won't get many chances in his life to run for 150 grand which is on on which is up for grabs here. So, like, it made sense to aim him for it. He was qualified for it. Um, he had briefly, I suppose, been making life awkward for himself by blowing the start, but he's been much better the last twice. He's drawn widest here, so I'm just hoping he's, he's reasonable away from the gates. Um, and, yeah, I could, I could see him running well. He loves the all-weather. Um, he's a capable fecker on his day, so hopefully he turns up on a, on a real going day and will bring home plenty of... Uh, the Queen's English pounds. Yeah, most English, most places are offering three places here. At eight to one is, is each way price. So maybe maybe five for each way. Is yeah, I could see it. I could see it for sure. I yeah, see it. lovely. Okay, great stuff. San Andreas, then one for the notebook. And um, the four o'clock then is the second race at Newcastle on the four fifteen, I should say, on the Friday. We wanted to talk about um, Tony. A uh, sleeping white line is your three to one favorite for Harry and Roger Charlton here. You've got Earl of the Cotswolds at nine to two. Rainbow Dreamer five to one alongside Marshall Plan for John and Thady Gosden. And it's uh, how much like really about the rest, including Joseph's horse, 10 to 1 Grandmaster Flash. We'll go back to Kevin on that. But Tony, your initial thoughts on the 4.15 at Newcastle? Uh, yeah, well, we recorded this on Thursday afternoon. And um, I thought at the time we were recording, I thought Rainbow Dreamer is at a very fair price at 5 to 1. Sportsbook are playing an extra place here. So 5 to 1, first four places, Rainbow Dreamer is very attractive. Now, he is the best horse. And if he comes back to his best, he's clear. Uh, he's clear top on ratings in here. Um, didn't run too well last time, but the trainer thought he, he ran him too soon uh, after a good win uh, previously. So had a good break since February, got loads of course form, um, fifth in a Northampton plate off a mark of 107. So he's got the class angle on these. He is getting on a bit, but the trainer said, un unsurprisingly, given the pot, this has been the plan since February. He was hoping to get hold of uh, Holly Doyle. Actually, I'll rephrase that. He was hoping to book Holly Doyle. And he has um, done, yeah. He has yeah. done. So everything is in place for a good run from Rainbow Dreamers. I think he's very, very solid. Five to one with those four places each way. Rainbow Dreamer. What about Joseph's horse, Grandmaster Flash? Brilliantly named horse. 
And Kev, second at Dundalk in February last time out of seven. Is that uh, the kind of form you'd want going into this? No, you'd want more. Uh, you'd want more. He probably has a bit more to find than San Andreas does. Um, but again, he loves the all-weather. Um, he, got, he got qualified for this. He's probably never going to run for 150 grand again in his life. Um, so it's worth a whack. Like in fairness to him, he ran a lovely race, I thought, in the Northumberland Plate off of Mark in 97 um, last June. Yeah. Like on his very best day, he could potentially get in the mix here. So look, it's worth a whack. He, he's better than his last his latest run suggests. He just ended up with a bit too much to do and ran on for a second, a modest second um, behind a kind of enterprisingly ridden winner. Um, so uh, he wouldn't be without a chance. And now look what I'd be encouraging you to go and get stuck into him each way um, in this race. You know, probably not, but it's one of those you just kind of swing and hope and hope he outperforms his form and gets, gets a few quid in the pot. Okay, but of the two, you're definitely more keen on, on San Andreas than at Newcastle. Yeah, I think so. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. On the Friday um, at two o'clock. There's two at Linkfield, Tony, as well. Also good Friday. The 220 um, is a six foot on handicap here. Crimson Sand for Richard Hughes. We're doing Buick book to ride at four to one as your favourite at the time of recording. Whittle the Woods, five to one. Tommy DeVito, sixes. Jack's point six to one. If you dare, 30 to two. And so on. Shallow Hal. One of my favourite oh. films with Jack Black in it at eight to one. Remember that film? Cracker. Yeah. Great man. Great man, Jack yeah. Black. Gwyneth Poucho in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Shadow Hal, where um, he's hypnotised and he sees all the, shall we say, rather large ladies as these slim models and vice versa. So he sees... No, he's, security, he sees, he sees people's inner beauty the or ugliness. You. That's what he's seeing. Yeah, the purity you know, of it's, it's not an automatic reversal. If they're a good person, he yeah. sees a hottie. And if they're a bad person, he sees well, a big slob. Yeah, but it just so happens, Kevin, in this case, that all the good-looking <laughs> ones are absolutely horrible <laughs> and vice versa. So maybe There might be a message like in that, that you. <laughs> has he got the reverse of beer goggles going on? Or has he got... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Do, do you know what I'm going to see this summer, Hugh? What? The School of Rock musical up on the oh, board. Right, Gosh, yeah. oh, that's going to be brilliant. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, if you ever, I actually them. went to see his band. To, we're getting off track here. Tenacious D, his band. Oh, um, brilliant. I went to see him in the RDS that time. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, um, the greatest fantastic. sound in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Tribute, yeah. tribute. Yeah. Um, right, Tony, um, of those, um, we've got completely sidetracked <laughs> there. Are you going to tip Shallow Hall or was that like a complete mind bender? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really like one of these. I stuck it up at 16 to 1 earlier. It's now 12. And I'm a sportsbook are playing an extra place, but given these Linfield races are going to be really, really messy. I'm going to play win. I played win only on it, but it's Count Otto. Um, you know, he's been dropped 10 pounds for four runs this season, showed a lot more at Kempton last time. Got loads yeah. of cool form. He was third at this meeting last year in the seven furlong race. If you just go back and have a look at his run this time last year, he beat a horse called Chill Chill off a mark of 91 at, at Newmarket. Chill Chill's now 17 pounds higher. And then this one's now eight pound lower. Um, yeah, he's ridiculously well handicapped if, if coming to his best here. And um, like I said, he's got loads of course form. Uh, he wants a strolly run six. Jim Crowley's back on. He was on board at Newmarket. 16s was huge. I think 12s is still on the big side. So mm. count Otto, if he gets the gets the breaks, and that's a, always a very big if at Lingfield, uh, I think he's handicapped to win. Okay, lovely stuff. Count Otto, uh, currently 12 to one. A little bit of support from that from 16s. Um, okay, good stuff. We'll move on to one more at Linfield then before we talk about Saturday's racing and the uh, feature races on ITV. The four o'clock there is a one mile handicap at Linfield. Proclaimer is your 10 to 3 favourite. It's been back though from fives into 10 to 3 on a session for David and Nicola Barron, 11 to 2. Totally charming, like myself, 11 to 2. You've got Mobasher at 6 to 1 and it's 13 to 2 bar, Tony. Um, again, it's a wide open race here. Have you spotted something of a, a bit of value? Yeah, totally charming. Um... I, with there the extra places each way, 
again, I really like the two at Lingfield. Um, one on his first start for George Bowie, uh, then was beaten at massive odds on at four or nine at Savile next time. I assume you were on you. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that wasn't as bad as it seemed at the time. The runner-ups now rated £11 higher after running well subsequent to that win. Um, and if Ryan Moore could have the chance again, he would he would definitely ride try and ride a different race at Lingfield last time. He basically was a winner in all but name. He was, the horse pulled a lot. But to be fair to Ryan, the horse was drawn on the wide outside and he just came all around. He probably ran a lot further than everything else in the race and only got beaten a half a length. So mm-hmm. should have won that race. Uh, he's only a pound higher. Like I said, I think the stro- uh, drop down to a mile and a strongly run race will suit him. Hopefully make him, set- hopefully make him settle a bit better. So totally charming each way with the extra place <laughs> for the sports book. He's uh, 11 to 2. is a very, very fair price. Excellent. So you're keen on the two at Lingfield then. So yeah, uh, two to take note um, for Tony. Uh, very keen on the two um, at Lingfield. Okay, gents, um, that's good Friday done. And hopefully it is a great Friday. San Andreas can do the business and Tony's too as well. We'll be laughing heading into the weekend. Saturday, um, Newbury we're going to talk about first. We do have a money-back special to talk about in Musselburgh in the 132. If your horse fails to finish in the first three, money-back is a free bet. I'll go into more details on the runners and riders that when we get to it. But Newbury, let's kick off, Kev. The 150 on the card is the Dubai Duty Free Final Surprise Stakes. It's uh, 150 on the card. It's a group three, a mile and a half here. Ilarab for William Haggis is in here at 11 uh, to four. You've got Thunderous for Charlie and Mark Johnson at 10 to three. Max Vegas, seven to two. Stoll at 11 to two. And it's seven to one bar. Short enough field. Ilarab, um, I presume, will be popular enough, but uh, it's difficult to se- separate the front three in the market here, Kev. How do you see it? Yeah, tough race now, Hugh, and it wouldn't be one of my more bullish opinions, but I do like Stowell or Stowell or however, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. He, he obviously came to prominence uh, immediately on his debut when he was an absolutely massive eye-catcher and prompted a, a long steward's inquiry and went and won after that. And, and I thought he ran a super race at Royal Ascot in the um, in, in the Queen's Vase. Um, it, was, it was a race where um, the, certainly the front two um, you know, were prominent all the way. It seemed difficult to come from off the pace, and and like he came from a long way off the pace to finish third, and um, finished off really well. That stamped him as you know, in, in my mind, like a potential Saint Ledger horse. But he went to Newmarket uh, thereafter, disappointed, and and that was it. We didn't see him again. So um, look, he's back. He, he's managed to hold on to his um his his his, his tackle. Uh, they haven't they haven't gelled to them, uh, yeah. which I t- which I'm taking as an encouraging sign. Um, and yeah, I'm hopeful he can kind of progress this season and be better again. And look, he needs to find improvement to win a race like this, assuming that the higher rated ones run to their level. But I'd say there is five or six or seven pounds improvement in him. So I'll take my chance with him on a seasonal return. Okay, Stowell, Stowell, 11 to 2 at the time of recording. What about you, Tony? Who have you come down? And have uh, you a strong opinion on this one? No, not a, not a race I'd probably be having a bet. And I thought, mm-hmm. if anything, the sports book a top price at seven to one about Raymond Tusk. You know that you know he hasn't got you know the upside of, of a few of these, but you know he comes in here in a good form after winning last time. Got low of course form. Um, I just thought seven to one was a little bit on the big side for him, but I haven't looked. any number of horses could win. They could all yeah, win. yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe, maybe just just sit back and have a have a look and, and see if anything comes on leaps and browns from last season as well. A lot of obviously this is the time of year. A lot of horses having their. First run out, which we get to maybe on weighed in a couple of eye catches during the week, and uh, native trail in particular. And um, right, okay, the 225 is the Dubai uh, duty free stakes. It's the Fred Darling of old, and it's the um, 
It's a seven furlong group three. For those unfamiliar with the race, then Wild Beauty for Charlie Appleby, the aforementioned, is your nine to four favourite. What a season he could end up having. I'm really excited to see how his horses go this summer. Uh, Jumbly at nine to two for Harry Roger Charlton. And um, you've got Shara at six to one. Majestic Glory for Andrew Balling with Ryan Moore on board at sevens. Nazanine for Archie Watson. Holly Doyle book there. And how would you like about the rest, uh, Tony Calvin? Um, I, Wild Beauty, I guess, would be uh, popular here. But, you know, you can make a case for three or four of these. Yeah, like when when you're betting in these kind of races, you you know you they've all you don't know how they wintered, you don't know how they've come on, and yeah, going to get a horse, a lot of horses improving. So maybe you know, happy at Emptor, yeah, maybe the Grade One winner, Wild Beauty, is obviously the horse to beat on what we know. But uh, you know, if you, if you took her last two runs away, and I know it's an aunties and uncles situation, um, Majestic Glory will be overpriced in here. I mean, the sportsbook are ducking her at sevens. And rightly so. I think you'll get 11 to 1, 10 to 1 plus win only on the exchange. But, you know, Majestic Glory actually beat Wild Beauty in the Sweet Solaria on the July course. Um, disappointed in the Rock Fair on the Phillies Mail afterwards. And she just strikes me as a filly will be 100% tuned up. You know, I don't think they'll have any classic aspirations about Majestic Glory. But if she comes back to that Sweet Solaria, any double figures about her will probably be on the big side. But it's, it's a kind of race with the profiles available that, you know, any 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 number of them horses who can step forward and, and, and win this. But well beauty is a form horse, but I think Majestic Glow is the overpriced one on the exchange. Yeah, is the group one form the one to go again? Is that the way you read it? Um she look it's the obvious way to go, I suppose. But look, I'll take a chance on Jumbly. Um Lovely Jumblings. <laughs> Lovely Jumbly. Um was three out of four last season and the day she got beat at Newmarket and they just kind of probably rode her wrong. They they rode her a bit quieter. And uh, the race was dominated by those that were up there. And that was the Rockville Stakes. And um, went back to a handier ride next time in a, in a lower class race, a listed race at Newbury. And sure, she danced up. Uh, ground was testing enough that day. Um, so she proved she handles it. But it, it, she seems pretty ground versatile to me. And I suspect, Hugo, that um, some will knock her because... Um, she 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 looked quite a small fitty last season, and I suppose people will question whether she'll be as good this year or not. But you, as the great Fonzie O'Brien used to say, if size had anything to do with speed, a cow would outrun a rabbit. And I haven't <laughs> seen a cow outrun a rabbit for many a year, Hugo. No, so no. I'm going to stick with Jumbly. Um, she might just be a little bit. She she's quick, I'd say. She she might just get the mile, but she she's pacey enough now, and she might just uh, be sharper. Than, than a few of these um, who might be kind of longer term prospects than herself. I take it. I take it. Fonzie was a drunk and always talking absolute garbage, was he? <laughs> Fonzie was Vincent's brother. Oh. Uh, he, he used to live a few minutes down the road from me here, actually, but at one stage where Tommy Sack now trains. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that's really? Fonzie. He was a great character. I think he used to fly fish with George Bush Senior. There's some trivia for you. I think, that, I think that's really? I think that's true. Don't wow. don't hold me to that. Right, he definitely okay. used to he used to go to Florida and fly fish with with Listen, an American Kev, you, president. You, you, you I think it was George Bush Senior. You, you know the rules of this podcast: never let the truth get in the way of the story. We'll take it as gospel, my good man. We'll take it as gospel. Right, we move on to the three o'clock. Then I heard it was George Best. He used to, <laughs> and it wasn't fishing. He wasn't George Best. Yeah, he wouldn't have been a fly fishing man, I'd say. No, I'll tell you what. No, fishing <laughs> something else, all right. <laughs> the um, three o'clock is the watershed down Greenham Stakes. Um, it's a group three, seven furlongs here. Um, Angel Blue or Angel Blue for Rafe Beckett um, uh, is our. Actually, just actually struggling to get prices up at the moment here, Jen. So uh, I've got some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, anyway, we've got Angel Blue. We've got Flaming Ribbon there for Hugo Palmer. We've got Gubas. Um, we'll sail for Richard Hannon. Perfect power 
for Richard Fahey with Christoph Sumion and the Wizard of Eye. So it's a short six-runner field here. Um, right, um, Kev, kick us off here, I suppose. Who do you fancy? This is some horse race, lads. This yeah. is what you want. This is kind of what you want a Greenham and a Craven to be, isn't it? Jesus. A uh, couple of Group 1 winners in here. Um, Angel Blue won, won a couple in France at the back end and went from looking like a kind of a quirky hooligan type you know, in the early part of the season to, to really, he got more and more professional as the season went on and ended up winning, you know, the two group ones in, in gritty style and your perfect power who uh, who won the pre-morne and the middle park, you know, <laughs> you got two dual group one winners yeah. in here. Uh, it's, it's a proper race. They escaped penalties because of the the the... The, the the penalty structure of the race and Shalou Sale is in there as well who won the the fucking the gym crack you know like this is this is as good a trial as we'll see anywhere I'd imagine uh, and, and I'm kind of going out for their credentials to you because I don't have a betting view like this uh, the readiness is going to be a lot in, in, in here I think okay um, like Angel Blue we know he stays really well he won a group one over my last year he's coming back to seven um whereas Perfect Power won his two group ones over six so I think he will stay um, like on and pedigree and everyone else is maybe not certain, but I think he will stay. Um, but that's probably the main dynamic there in terms of how Angel Blue copes with the drop-in trip and how Perfect Power copes with a longer trip. But it's a it's a race for watching for me, you know, because it's a proper okay. contest. Watching brief as well because the six runners only two places paid, um, Tony. So maybe a lot of people will take the view just sit back and see which of them is trained accordingly to win this race. Is that how you see it? Yeah, unsurprisingly, the the grade one well, group one winners dominate the betting. Angel Blue's just shading perfect power at the moment, um, and you can see why. I mean, you should mention the going. Obviously, Angel Blue's progression towards the back end came on very deep ground. Uh, Newbury's uh, good, good to soft in places, and they, but they've been watering all week by the sounds of it. I think they wanted to be good to soft, and that obviously the more rain they put on is probably in Angel Blue's favour. Fully has got form on fast ground as well. Um, no will, no will. Um, Opinion here, but I think perfect power. I think he will stay. He, obviously, he's by our dad, but the uh, the dam won over a mile too. So stepping up a furlong sh- hopefully shouldn't be too much of a, an issue. But as for a betting, I can't see anything mm. else to warrant getting involved. Okay, right. We'll um, leave that one there. The last one at Newbury is the 335, gents. It's a um, one-mile handicap. It's the High Clare Thoroughbred Racing 30th. And uh, Road Bear for Tom Clover is your 7-2 to two favourite support from 9-2 to two into 7-2. to two. Um, this week, uh, you've got uh, Salim at nine to two. You've got Irish Admiral in there for William Haggis at six to one. Modern News for Charlie Appleby, 13 to two. Migration for David uh, Menizer at eight to one, and so on. Um, Menuzier. Menuzier. Sorry, Menuzier, I should say. Miser. Um, Miser. Miser. <laughs> David Menuzier, sorry. Yes. That's um, da- or Daffod, uh, if we're being really pedantic. <laughs> okay. David Menuzier. There uh, we go. Right. What about you? Okay, right, Tony, kick us off here, please. Um, again, it's open enough looking race. Yeah. Um, have you spotted something? There's plenty in here at big prices, Tony Calvin. Sure, you're going for a big stab. I have done, and it's been good. <laughs> but we'll start off with a favourite who's deserves to be about 72, 4 to 1, Rogue Bear. Obviously, everyone's over the next couple of days, you're going to hear a lot about how he performed, uh, you know, remarkably from, from a poor draw in the Lincoln. I think he was, he, was, he was drawn 19 there. Everything else in the first seven was drawn low numbers, single figures. So he actually outran, outran his performance massively there and he's off the same mark. So I wouldn't have any problem with anybody telling me they backed Road Bear at 72 and 4. By far the most likely winner. 
Hmm. Uh, that said, I might have a save on him to cover my stakes, but the two I've backed are Chan Trey Floor. Uh, you'll probably, a lot of people know him as a grade one horse, a group one horse with Andre Barber a few years back. And yeah, he was a forerunner from the handicapping madness we've seen this season. He was started last season off 106, dropped to 92 within five starts, one at Sandown. Uh, he, he starts off this season off a mark of 88. So from a handicapping point of view, um, and he represents the Lincoln winning trainer jockey combination with uh, Shannon and D'Souza off a, off a mark of 88. I mean, if he's if he's fit and firing and back on form, he's, he's the best handicap horse in the race. So he was 18s, 20s earlier. He's now into about 12s and 14s, but I still think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other horse I'm... I suspect he's William Haggis, his nightmare horse, Irish Admiral. I think we, oh. all, we all thought he was going to be a you know a, a black type horse, you know, minor in waiting after that non-staying effort over Malta at York last year. Did get a win at Wedcar on the board, and mm. he returned in the first time, tongue tied, ran a you know good fourth in the Lincoln, and now they put cheap pieces on him. So I think Haggis has probably been tearing his hair out trying to find the key to this horse. And I think first time cheap pieces is, is worth a go, and he's a double figure price. But what I would say is, I was Haggis is, is normally you know he's meticulous in all his prep. I was amazed to find out his record with first time cheap pieces since uh, 2020 is only four from 51. So that wouldn't that wouldn't fill you with much confidence. Oh. But I oh. do think that if that horse, if he can find the key to that horse, and the headgear might be it, um, I think he's got a big one in him. Um, Haggis doesn't get too many wrong. Uh, but he, I think he's he's been wishing he'd have won more with this horse than he has done. But, you know, Saturday might be the occasion at, at 10 to 1 plus. OK, so Irish Admiral for uh, Tony and uh, Trey Floor as well. Um, I read about 12 to 1 at the time of recording. What about yourself, Kev? Now, I'm painfully obvious here. Like Rogue Bear, like that, that seemed a massive run in the Lincoln. Yeah. Um, like got wiped out at the start, you know, was last until halfway and... Then he ended up having to make his headway kind of on the opposite side of where the action was. And like he's done, seems to have done really well to finish third. And he just mm-hmm. has a likable profile anyway. Like he's only had six spins um, and to run like that, on, on, you know, on your season of return. Tom Clover, you'd expect the horses to come on from their run. Um, yeah, he, he makes a lot of sense. Look, he's, he's terribly obvious, but he's drawn in the middle and he... Um, you know me, Kev. Deserve and fat. I think if you are betting in the race, just make sure you don't you don't lose if he wins. So he has got an outstanding chance. I think I think you might get nine to two on the exchange about him, and that would be very, very fair. Excellent. Okay, brilliant. Gents, that's a uh, new breed done, Dunstan. Musclebra then uh, on Saturday, uh, Easter Saturday. Um, a reminder. So it's the 132. We're going to start with the Betway Royal Mile handicap. Money back special on the Betfair Sportsbook if your horse fails to finish in the first three. Money back as a free bet. So if you're going to have a bet, you might as well do it on the Betfair Sportsbook in this race. And as I mentioned, it's a one-mile handicap by Cal and the exchange as well. Uh, by Cal, a 10 to 3 is your um, favourite at the moment for Kevin Ryan. You've got Last Hurrah at 5 to 1 for Archie Watson. Spirit Catcher at 11 to 2. Atrium for Charlie Fellows at 13 to 2. Bullet Force 15 to 2. And it's have you like about the rest. Okay, Kev, kick us off here at Muscle Breeze and our money back special on Bet for Exchange Sportsbook. Who's going to win? Yeah, I was inclined towards uh, Bacal. Bacal. Um, pronounce it how you like. Big pedigree. Um, you know, was threatening to be a bit disappointing last season in, in Maidens and Novices. Um, they gelded him. Uh, I thought it was a lovely run in his first nursery at Doncaster. Um, he probably kind of probably got there a bit too easily. 
and got to the front maybe a little bit sooner than ideal and, and just got run down late. Um, I'd say they would have learned a bit about him there and they looked to deliver him a bit later this season. And um, yeah, I, I he struck me as one that could go on and drive on and prove to be much better than an 81 horse. Okay, so Michael then for a Kev 10 to 3. Tony for yourself? Um, I was going to side with Desert Angel here because I thought he ran a really good comeback. But the problem with this is he's, he's draw and he's a very slow starter. He's drawn nine. Yeah, yeah. And what, what you need around here, especially in this race, um, is, is a horse that goes from the front, a prominent racer. Now, Johnston's won two of the last three runners of this race and he, he, his other horse in between only got beaten in the neck. So um, he clearly targets his valuable meeting and he's got two lightly sorts uh, drawn in two and three here. Uh, let me get the name of the horses. Value theory. Value theory drawn in two at eight to one. Yeah. No, I don't like the sound of that, Hugh. Value theory. Value theory. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to it myself, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> You know, these um, theory, but yeah, interior communism works, isn't that what they're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, think two, I, think, I think you're going to see uh, there's loads of pace on in here, but from two and three with a with a slow starting horse on the inside, I think he, mm. Johnson's going to send his two forward. Um, yeah, so I think they might be hard to peg back, but then again, you know, if a horse from stall five or six, um, you know, springs out and gets to the front, then the the complexity of the race changes uh, automatically. You know, the way it, way it might pan out, it might be a pace collapse and Desert Angel will, will come into it, but I just filed under too tricky and moved on because there's other better bets at the meeting. Okay, good stuff. Um, right, we'll move on to the 204 on the card, please. The Silver Arrow Handicap. It's a seven furlong handicap here. Another bat uh, for David Nicola Barron is your 10 to 3 market leader. You've got Gobi Sunset for Charlie and Mark Johnson, 4 to 1. Guidor which is a lovely little place in Donegal, for those who don't know it, at 9-2, to two, which is in the north-west uh, of Ireland. Um, you've got Gioa Cheka, or however you pronounce that, for Keith Dog, he's 5-1. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. And, uh, <laughs> zip 6-1. I'm probably completely wrong, are we? I have, um, no, I have absolutely no I idea. Mean, I'm horrible. You're, 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 you're not right, anyway, yeah. Gioia Cheka. Gioia Cheka. Playing football in the 80s. Go yeah. Gogachea, that's Gogachea. That's an that was an Argentinian football player, wasn't it? Yeah. Gogachea, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, right, we we'll move on. So, um, right, um, Tony, kick us off here. Then another bad ten to three uh, favorite seven furlong handicap muscle. But who are you on, please? Uh, obviously, the draw seven furlongs round here. A draw is going to be a big factor again. Um, I, I'm going to take a chance with Marshall Dan from Stall Ten because there is loads of pace in here. Hmm. Uh, now the problem is Marshall Dan likes to go forward as he did when just beaten in this race last year off a two pound yeah. high. Um, so Ben Curtis, who hasn't ridden the horse before, has got to be quite cute here. He's got to try and sit as handy as possible without blowing his load earlier on and getting involved in the pace battle from the right outside because that will just do his chance no good whatsoever. But he's a horse that goes really well when fresh. He's well handicapped. Obviously, goes well round here. One of his best efforts is when winning over course and distance. And, you know, if he, if he buys his time, uh, he's going to be a difficult ride for Ben Curtis, but I do think he's on the best handicap horse. And, uh, uh, you know, again, he's going to be nudging double figures on the exchange, Marshall, Dan. So uh, he's the horse I'm playing. Uh, Bora Chaga, you're thinking of. Bora Chaga is the Argentinian footballer, I think. <laughs> That's what you're thinking of. Go on, Kev, sorry. Go on. I have it. Spanish it's, kids are the same name. Yeah. It's Italian for blind yeah. joy. <laughs> there you go. That's so a good Gioia, name. I like that. Gioia, can't, Gioia can't pronounce it, but I like the thinking. <laughs> 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 Blinds Price. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to back him, don't I? I have to back yeah. him. So it's it's blind, isn't written it? in the stars, in the Italian stars. Right. Kev, who are you on? Oh, I'm, I'm going to skip in this one. You're too hard for Sorry, me. yeah, yeah. Sorry, my fault, my fault. Okay. Right, good stuff. The 239 is the Betway uh, Holy Road Handicap. It's five foot oh, yes. on sprint. Fast horses need only apply. Kevin Blake, straight off the mark. You've got Russell in there from Michael Appleby, 9 to 4. He was on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 race winning streak. You've got Zarzini at 9 to 2. Uh, Dakota Gold, 30 to 2. Fine wine, 8 to 1. Just another bottle, 9 to 1. Like Tony's wine selection in the finest restaurant. Uh, Copper Knife, Sunday Sovereign, and so on down the line. So, I mean, I got to back Call Me Ginger myself down there at 20 to 1. Just have a fiver each way on him for the crack. But like fast horses only apply. Who's going to be the fastest, Kev? Uh, I do, I do like Russell or Russell for the for the uh, horse watchers. In fairness, that you did a great job for him, and I'd say there's more to come from him. But mm. you, you know, I love a core specialist. I love a core specialist. Yeah. And oh Jesus, the record of Makina around Makina. this course and distance is is, is very eye catching. Um, four spins over course and distance, two wins, an unlucky second, and a close third. Um, seems to enjoy it. Um, while did I think last season um, didn't go so well fresh but did make a winning return at Newmark the time before um, with the little asterisks that it was a funny old year in 2020 with the delayed start to racing etc but um, technically he did win when fresh so I, I will grab that evidence and, and take it with me uh, really? even though there is an asterisk beside it um, he's dropped back to the sort of mark he can win off um, no idea whether I want to be drawn here, but uh, he's drawn in the middle, so we'll have some options. Paul Mo Renan. So Makana will do for me. Makana, 14 to 1. Nice oh, price yeah. if you oh, can yeah. get it. What about yourself, Tony? And the fastest only need apply. No, I was half interested in last year's runner-up, Zalzini, uh, but he's only 9 to 2, and he's £9 higher than when Ben chinned in this race last year. So mm. price is everything you, as you well know. So 9 to 2, no from me. Okay, it's a no from Tony. Okay, let's move on to the uh, 314s, the last race we're going to talk about, gents. Um, Only slow Queen's horses Cup. need to fly. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one mile six, so a mile and three quarter, no money. It's the Betway Queen's Cup. And Enemy for Ian Williams is your four to one favourite. Zero ten for Emmett Mullins has zero ten running over here. Um, was he on the flat last season? Anyway, we'll come back to that in a second. Yeah, a couple um, of runs, yeah. Benoit de la Sayette is going to claim seven here at five to one. Uh, Surumi at 11 to two. Uh, the max we can at 15 to two. All right, Sunshine at eight to one. And it's 10 to one bar. Right, Tony, kick us off here, please. Um, it's the last one. It's a, it's a bit of a plotter's race, but which of these plotters is going to come in quickest? Um, last year's Grand National, uh, last week's Grand National winning trainer, Emmett Mullins, is, is going to yeah. do it. Oh, you are. Oh, you reckon? Nicking all our okay. prize money. Um, uh, and your women. And our women. Yes. <laughs> and your jobs oh yes drinking all our beer um, <laughs> light beer the Irish the Irish are the modern day Vikings Just what, is light, what is light beer pillaging pillaging Britain pillaging yeah, um, um, Evan Mullins yeah you reckon um, well this horse is um, 147 rated stage chaser um, won a really good Galway maiden uh, back in July and uh, but Emmett Mullins for, oh, you know, with, with a horse that's rated 94, just got beaten in a small handicap. Let's go for the great, uh, the group one pre-war Oak. And by God, did he run a good race there. Um, so I, I think a mile seven on very testing ground, actually, just his stamina ebbed out there. But go and watch the race on Franz Gullup. He 
tanked through that race. He took it out two out. I thought he was going to win there. Um, and he just got run out of it. He just fell away in the closing stages, I think, a mile six on better ground, and it's going to be good to soft uh, Musselburgh, if that. Um, I, I think it's all set up for him. And now, obviously, he paid for it um, in, in the rating, go up to a mark of 106. Mm-hmm. A handicap has stuck a pound on him, but that, that doesn't really matter. On the strict reading of that French run, I think he's still well handicapped. I mean, he was only free, even though he didn't, he ran a lot better than the Phoenix musician. He was only... Uh, he was only beating a three quarters of length by a 115 rated search for a song, getting three pounds off him. So, yeah, a mark of 107, and he's really unexposed um, as a stayer on the flat. Then I think he could absolutely eat these up. And Ben of the Soyettes has taken seven off as well. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's, that's another very good point. Obviously, yeah. he's had he's, he's coming back from his um, drug mm. suspension, and yeah. obviously everyone was raving about him this time last year after winning the Lincoln and. Yeah, went off the rails a bit, but yeah, if he's um, he's, he's clearly no negative from a seven pound yeah. play. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think everything's in place for him, a massive run from from that horse. Lovely, lovely. It's going to take my money. Ben, do us all a favour and stay off the old drugs on Friday night, so you don't get done on Saturday if you don't mind. Right, so your own view, Kevin Blake. Before we wrap things up on the Queen's Cup, are you with uh, zero ten as well? No, I, I'm going for one of the. I'm going for one of the complete other scale of things uh, right down the bottom. State of Bliss. Another Famous. well-named one, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> carrying 20 pounds less, uh, Mark Johnson. Um, Alec, look, won a couple of races last season. Has dropped back to a fair sort of mark. And as much as anything, it's just a tactical thing. Like, I think okay. he, he there's a chance he'll get a solo run from a good draw in front. And uh, he, he returned at Tursk last week, and it was just kind of too fresh and free for his own good. And that'll hopefully knock some of the spark out of him. And um, he might be able to, to make a bold show on the front end at a big price, Hugo. Lovely, yeah, big price. State of bliss, 12 to 1 from 16s uh, at the time of recording. Right, gentlemen, good stuff. That is um, all the weekend's racing uh, covered uh, in some depth. And hopefully we have managed to give you a decent steer on this wonderful of weekend's Easter weekend. Right, your naps, please, before we call it a day. Um, I'll kick us off here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nap up Joseph's horse on Friday. San Andreas in Newcastle at 2 p.m. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did see his run in Dundalk last time out. I didn't back him on the day, which was uh, unfortunate. But yeah, San Andreas, 2 o'clock Newcastle on Good Friday for me. Yourself, Tony Um uh, I think he might be punted, um, but 0-10. Okay, lovely. 0-10 for Emmett Mullins then in the last race we talked about there at Musselburgh, the Queen's Cup on Saturday. Kevin. I'll go for Mackinac at Musselburgh. Win and place, please. Win and place, Mackinac at a big old price as well. Win and place. Reminder, the 132 at Musselburgh, the Betway Royal Mile Handicap is our money-back special on the Sportsbook and the Exchange. If a horse fails to finish in the first three, it's money-back as a free bet. Good luck with your selections this weekend. Enjoy Easter weekend. Don't eat too much chocolate. Tony, don't drink too much wine. I am going to, after good news today, I am going to get absolutely... Up your yeah, I'm going to get slaughtered later. Lovely. Good Come stuff. On. And we all spread the Irish Grand Nationals we're to look forward to on Monday. Enjoy the long weekend. We're back awaiting on Monday morning. So don't forget to tune in to that and we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend.